You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Eye on the Enemy, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. Coming up, we're going to take a look at the only two opponents on the Eagles' schedule for this year that we haven't talked about so far. We've been going four teams per week, but uh, over the course of the last five weeks of the season, the Eagles are going to play a lot of divisional opponents. We've already talked about the Giants and Cowboys, so uh, the only two teams left to talk about that we haven't so far are the New York Jets and the Washington football team. So we'll go over with kind of offseason those two teams have had uh, so far this year. And then I'm going to run down for you my top 10 list of Eagles players under the age of 25. It's not a it's not a it's not a list that's going to that's going to blow your hair back, guys. Um, and, and frankly, some of the really interesting choices are in the bottom part of that list. So we'll, we'll do that coming up here in just a few minutes. But let's start off talking about uh, the, the New York football Jets um, and take a look at some of their uh, key offseason additions and uh, and re-signings, because let's. Let's be honest about the New York Jets. This is this is not a good football team. Um, they're not going to be a good football team here in 2021. Joe Douglas is still chipping away at the Jets roster and seeing what he can do. Uh, key additions, re-signings this offseason, edge rusher Carl Lawson, wide receiver Corey Davis, linebacker Jared Davis, running back Tevin Coleman, defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, wide receiver Keelan Cole, Defensive back, LaMarcus Joyner, tight end Tyler Croft, and safety Marcus May. Some key draft additions, and this is where, where I really think the Jets have probably uh, done the most for themselves so far this offseason. They, they may have gotten their franchise quarterback, Zach Wilson, uh, also offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker, wide receiver Elijah Moore, and running back Michael Carter. Some, some good possibilities uh, there for the Jets in the draft. And then key departures, quarterback Sam Darnold, uh, defensive lineman Henry Anderson, Anderson, wide receiver Brashad Perryman, and edge rusher Terrell Basham. So with the New York Jets, they've obviously been wandering in the wasteland of the NFL for the better part of a couple of decades now, and uh, and it doesn't look like they're any closer to, to to getting back into postseason contention. Now, they've had to deal with being in the, the same division as the New England Patriots uh, for the last couple of decades. That hasn't been easy on them or the Bills or the Miami Dolphins, but the New York Jets have, have been especially putrid over these last few years and so this is this is a team that still is going to probably be another year or two from from having hopes of of contending but it all starts at the quarterback position right and and everyone knew Sam Darnold is not a a successful pro NFL caliber quarterback and so 
they went out in the draft in the first round and picked and drafted their who they believe is their quarterback of the future in Wilson, um, who is a, uh, a B, the, the BYU standout. Um, I know the the Jets have gotten a little bit of criticism here and there for for taking Wilson. Um, you know, they, coming from BYU, you're not exactly playing SEC competition or, or Big Ten competition. And and Jay Lan- Trey Lance and Justin Fields were still out there when they went with Zach Wilson, but obviously Joe Douglas and the Jets coaching staff thinks Zach Wilson is going to be the better player and they might be right. You know, you're not going to really know until we get a little bit further down the road, but, um, this is where the jets are really going to, are really going to have to, it it is just, it's encouraging if you're a jets fan that at least maybe you have a little bit of hope now for the first time in forever. I mean, maybe when they first got Sam Darnold, there was a little bit of that hope, but over the last couple of years, when it became perfectly clear that Darnold was not going to be the answer at quarterback, you really don't have any hope as a, as a, as a team, as a, as a fan base, when you don't know who your quarterback is going to be long-term. Zach Wilson is going to be the team's quarterback for the, for the near future. And so there's a, there's gotta be a little bit of an excitement about that. You know, you can watch this guy, Bill, just like there's a little bit of excitement around Jalen Hurts right now. If you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I think there's probably more reason to be optimistic about Zach Wilson than Jalen Hurts simply because of where Wilson was drafted and because of all the, the skills and the tools that he has. And Anytime you're coming off a uh, uh, coming off of Sam Darnold to really anything else, there's gonna there's bound to be some improvement. So, uh, the New York Jets uh, should Zach Wilson should be uh, ensconced as the starter by the time that uh, that you know the the, the Jets play Philadelphia late in the season, and uh, the the Eagles will get a good look at the rookie signal caller. Um, the Jets also got an offensive line starter in Vera Tucker. Uh, now they had to move up in order to get him and. You know, there's reason to believe maybe they could have gotten him in the second round, or maybe they would have just been better off sticking with where they were and picking up Christian Darasol. They gave up two third-round picks to the Vikings in order to move up and grab Elijah Vera Tucker. But again, they they like Vera Tucker more than they like Darasol or any of the other options, and they must not have felt like uh, like like uh, Vera Tucker was going to be there. So. You know, it's it's all part of the calculation that you do on draft night. If we stand pat, will we get the player we really like? And you know, then making that making that determination is Vera Tucker going to be a, a better long term player than uh, than than somebody like Christian Darasol? You know, who knows? But that's where the that's where the New York Jets have gone, and so. Um, but they, they certainly are going to be better at quarterback. They're going to be better along the offensive line now than they were. Uh, Moore and Carter should help the offense. Um, round two and four picks there. And so looking at the rest of the roster uh, at uh, on offense, Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder are your main wide receivers there. Denzel Mims also um, a guy that's going to see a lot of play. Uh, you, you've got uh, Vera Tucker who's going to start at left guard. Um, you know, you still have some work to do in, in some of these other areas along the offensive line, but it should be good. Morgan Moses is a nice, a nice pickup, uh, a nice pickup for them. And um, you know, the the running back situation is is going to be interesting. We'll see if Tevin Coleman has anything left in the tank. But uh, Lamichael Perrine is is your is your incumbent starter coming into the season. So, um, you know, it's uh, the offense certainly could. Use Use a few more skill position players, no doubt about it. And uh, uh, they they really haven't recovered from losing Robbie Anderson uh, last year, and haven't really done much to replace that kind of talent along the outside. And uh, if you're taking a look at, at the defense, you know it's it's a it's a unit that's probably going to struggle for the most part this year. Um, you know, you, you you did bring up in you, you, they did bring in a few a few guys um, that that should help. Uh, you've got. 
Carl Lawson's a, a quality edge rusher um, off off the right side. Uh, you've got um, Marcus May is a pretty good free safety, and uh, Jared and Ashton Davis, um, uh, Jared Davis outside linebacker, Ashton Davis strong safety. You've got there there are some there are some good things on the defense, and so um, you know it's they do have a big problem at cornerback. That's going to be a, that's going to be a major issue for them. And so that's going to be something just like the Eagles that they, they have to get over. Um, and this is an incomplete team. Let, let, let's just, you know, there's, there's no need to really get into the jets a, a whole lot here. They are, they are an incomplete team, but they, you know, PFF really loves their defensive line that they, they believe that the jets have a top 10 defensive line coming into this season. Carl Lawson and, and Quinn and Williams um, are going to be, you know, probably the best of uh, the, the main guys. Williams, a really good defensive tackle for the jets as well. Um, uh, Fularunzo Fadakasi is the NFL's third highest graded interior defender, according to PFF, against the run over the last two years. And, um, you know, you've got some good stuff there. Again, the cornerbacks, this is an amazing stat, collectively allowed a 71.8% completion rate on throws into their coverage last year, which ranked 31st out among quarterback groups in the NFL. And they, again, really didn't do much to improve that unit. So, um, you know, there's they're hoping that Robert Saleh as the new head coach is going to be able to to help that unit out. But uh, it's it's still a unit that is going to struggle. So probably the biggest offseason acquisition that the team made not in the draft was getting wide receiver Corey Davis um, really, really played well last year coming off a, a career season uh, for the Titans. Uh, just like, you know, that that Titans offense was really an awesome with Ryan Tannehill an awesome offense. And Corey Davis was a, a big reason why. So um, he's now going to be that uh, the, the jets number one wide receiver, um, you know, it will be, it'll be interesting to see whether or not Corey Davis can, can do what he did in Tennessee without a guy like AJ Brown or Derek Henry on the other side. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's again, an incomplete team. There are some players on this team. They might be a little bit better this year. This might be a team that improves slightly, uh, from last season, but this is not going to be a team that that is expected to, to to make any waves. Now, when you talk about the Washington football team, again, we've been talking about this team all offseason. This is a team that has improved themselves this offseason. Uh, quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously, is going to be probably the biggest wild card with the Washington football team. How Ryan Fitzpatrick goes the team will more than likely go, but there are some there. He did get some help in wide receiver. Curtis Samuel uh, is joining the offense. Uh, you've got cornerback. William Jackson was added this year. Cornerback Daryl Roberts, wide receiver, Adam Humphreys and center. Tyler Larson were key additions and re-signings key draft additions. Linebacker, Jamin Davis, offensive tackle, Samuel Cosme and wide receiver, Diami Brown key departures for Washington. Cornerback, Ronald Darby linebacker, Kevin Pierre Lewis and cornerback Fabian Moreau. So, you know, this, this all comes down to me to Ryan Fitzpatrick, a $10 million contract for him. They had to do something. You just couldn't go into the 2021 season with Tyler Heineke as your, your starting quarterback, no matter how much you like Tyler Heineke. It's just not something that you could do. Um, so they went with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has, you know, listen, Fitzpatrick, he can be productive. He gets into those hot streaks. He's a real up and down guy. Um, over these last few years, he's been a, he's been more highs than than lows. Um, 
He's uh he he's been uh he's he's a guy who who will challenge defenses and throw the ball downfield. It'll be a, a remarkable change from the Alex Smith offense where they're throwing the ball short of the first down virtually every play. This is going to be this is going to be an offense with Washington that's trying to stretch the field on a, on a regular basis. And so uh, they in getting Curtis Samuel, they've they've they now have a bunch of different guys with Terry McLaurin and Samuel, and um you know they've they've got uh, Antonio Gibson in the backfield who can catch the ball. This is a this is a Washington team that offensively should be much better, but it's all going to come down to the right arm of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Can he lead this team? Can he be consistent enough? We know when he plays the Eagles, he's going to play well because he's done that everywhere he's played against the Eagles, whether it was in Miami or whether it was in Tampa Bay. Ryan Fitzpatrick has always owned the Eagles, so in those two games, he will more than likely own the Eagles again. Um, but um, but it's it's a matter of the rest of the league. It, can Ryan Fitzpatrick be a playoff caliber quarterback in the NFC East? It's certainly possible. Um, PFF has the Washington football team's roster at 12th best in the NFL. Now that's second in the division behind the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they have the Dallas Cowboys just a few slots ahead of them inside the top 10. Uh, Dallas Cowboys coming in at number eight. Uh, the Philly, uh, pardon me, by the, the Eagles, by the way, um, way down near the bottom of the list. I wanted to mention this a little bit later on in the podcast, but uh, <laughs> they have the they have the Eagles roster. And again, not surprising at number 29. So uh, Washington's roster clearly ranked ahead of Philadelphia's roster, and and for good reason. Washington went out and they made some moves this offseason. They went out and they they got somewhat aggressive in trying to fill some holes. And this was already a team with a really good defense, and they had some they had some moves to make along the offense. And, and when you look at the strengths of Washington, it truly does come on the defense, and specifically the defensive line. One of the best defensive units in all of football. They've been investing heavily in the in edge rushers and the defensive line over the last few years, and they have gotten their they have gotten their money's worth. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, among two of the best defenders in football. Jonathan Allen is one of the best interior pass rushers in football. Darren Payne is a is a really good run blocker, a run stuffer. Um, and then you've got guys like uh, Matt Ioannidis and and Tim Settle. They've they've they give Washington perhaps the best defensive line in all of football. So. This is a really good football team. This is this is a football team that um, will stop people, and it's going to be really hard for for anyone to score on Washington. Quarterbacks are going to be under duress most of the time. Now, um, if you're looking at uh, some areas of weakness for Washington, um, the offensive line could be an issue there. Uh, they lose uh, they released Morgan Moses uh, earlier in the offseason, and so they're hoping that guys like Cornelius Lucas and uh, their second round pick Samuel Cosme. Um, will will be able to pick up the slack. Lucas played pretty well last year. PFF graded him out at 78.9 uh, in nine starts, but that was the most he'd ever started in his seven-year career, according to PFF. So, um, again, this is an area where you, if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're not a mobile quarterback when you're, you know, creeping up on 40 years old. So uh, if the offensive line can give Fitzpatrick time, Fitzpatrick can do some damage. But if you can get to him, if you can get in his face, he will turn the football over. And really, that's going to be the key for Washington this year. The defense is going to carry the day. They do have some good talent there on offense. But can Ryan Fitzpatrick lead this team? that's really what it's going to come down to for the Washington football team. And so if you're an Eagles fan, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at whether or not Ryan Fitzpatrick can lead the Washington football team to the postseason. And I'm still of the opinion that I'm not so sure he's going to be able to do that. I, I, I think he, again, he plays well against the Eagles, 
But there are other teams in the NFL, and he's going to have to do well against those teams too. And it's no guarantee that uh, that that's going to happen. So, uh, but that's the rundown for the New York Jets and the Washington Football Team. The only two opponents on the Eagles' 2021 schedule that we had not talked about up to this point. So, coming up after the break, we're going to get into my top 10 players on the Eagles under the age of 25. It's not a robust list, gang, but uh, there are some interesting talents on this team under 25 years old, and I'll run through them all coming up next here on Eye on the Enemy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we're back on Eye on the Enemy. So the Eagles roster comes into the 2021 season among the bottom five in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, as I mentioned a minute ago. And listen, they're not the end-all be-all when it comes to this stuff, but... To me, their ranking largely tracks with how the team played last year. They went 4-11-1. I mean, it was a disaster of a season, and everybody knows that. And they really didn't add a whole lot in free agency because of their because of their cap problems. So any improvement this year is really going to have to come from some of the injured stars, the injured veterans returning and staying healthy in 2021, and the draft picks. And those draft picks... Many of them over the last few years are the guys who we're going to be talking about on this list of players under 25, players the Eagles have gone out and drafted these last few years. But as we all know, the Eagles draft record has not been very good. I do not have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside on this list. We really should. He was a second-round pick just a few years ago in the same draft as Miles Sanders. But how can you, you can't put J.J. Ortega-Whiteside on the list of the 10 best anything let alone 10 best players under 25 years old on the Eagles. So with the training camp just a few weeks away, I did a, I did a ranking of 10 because I think five is, is too, too easy. It's too simple. Like, I mean, you can, you can debate about the order of the five, but I think the five are, are pretty straightforward. But when you get down into the 10, it gets a little bit more interesting, especially how we rank these folks. So for me, number 10, Kenneth Gainwell, 22 years old. And am, am I overly optimistic about a fifth-round rookie running back from Memphis? Probably, and and the main reason for that is I really want him to do well because he's a running back whose last name is Gainwell. Maybe, you know, it could just be something psychologically like that. But, you know, he could be the rare draft steal also. I love watching him. I love watching his his highlights from Memphis. Last year, ran for 1,459 yards, also caught 51 passes for 610 yards. So here's a guy who went for over 2,000 yards in combined offense, is a... Uh, a dual purpose running back uh, showed some good good ability to just really drive the ball 
up the field, was not a dancer in the backfield and has great hands out of the backfield. So I think he could end up being the number two running back for this team and, and be a true weapon out of the backfield in, in 2021. So that's why I've got him against uh, ahead of guys like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, why I've got him ahead of Sean Bradley and Kayvon Wallace. I just kind of have a belief that this guy's going to be productive this year. So I've got him in my top 10. By season's end, I think he'll prove to have been worthy of that selection. But I, I realize that I'm probably in the minority in putting Gainwell up this high. Maybe you have Sean. If I'm going to put anybody ahead of him, it would be Sean Bradley because I think Bradley has some talent. I kind of like what I see in that in that guy at the linebacker spot. But for me, I think Kenneth Gainwell just feels like his, his spot on the roster is more assured and... I like what he did in Memphis last year. I think again, there's not a lot of there's not a lot to choose from when you get down to the bottom ten. But I, I've got Kenneth Gainwell at number ten for me. At number nine, Jordan Mailata, 24 years old. Speaking of players who could shoot up this list dramatically, if Mailata wins the starting left tackle job over former first round pick Andre Dillard, who's 26 by the way, so uh, Dillard too old to make this list. And if Mailata can hold on to the job and improve on what was a pretty encouraging but up and down season last year, I think Mailata will prove to be not just a top 10 player under 25 on this team, but probably a top five player under 25 on this team. Because make no mistake, there are miles to go before Mylotta becomes a franchise left tackle. But I think he showed enough last year to be optimistic that his impressive athleticism coupled with Jeff Stoutland's coaching will help him be a very good tackle in the NFL. So I've got Jordan Mylotta at number nine on my list of players under 25 for the Eagles. At number eight, TJ Edwards, 24 years old. I know TJ Edwards isn't flashy and he's a no-nonsense guy. It feels like every time someone is talking about TJ Edwards, you almost are contractually obligated to use adjectives like that to describe him. Not flashy, no frills, no nonsense defender. And the reason for that is that they all accurately describe him. He isn't flashy. He is no nonsense. He's not a great pass defender, but he does provide some stability in the run game. He's a pretty sure, solid tackler most of the time. Again, the bar is low for this team as far as players under 25, but TJ Edwards is going to start the season at middle linebacker for this team. And generally speaking, he doesn't make miscues that will kill you. So this is not exactly a ringing endorsement for TJ Edwards. And maybe you have Sean Bradley ahead of TJ Edwards on this list. I just haven't seen enough from Bradley to put him ahead of Edwards. And we've seen enough from Edwards to realize you can have him on the field and he's not going to win games for you, but he's not going to lose games for you either. So Given where the Birds roster is right now, I've got him in the top 10 players under 25 at number 8. Number 7, 22-year-old Nate Herbig. Look, for all this for all of the faults that this roster has, the Eagles' best positional unit is their offensive line. It is pretty stacked. When you when you've got all of the returning veterans coming back, if they're healthy, then the depth on this team is really amazing and it was really the the depth was 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 forced upon the Eagles last year when all of those guys went out. And Herbig was one of those guys thrust into action when virtually every starter on the line went down for maintenance at some point. And he proved to be a stout run blocker and a promising young offensive lineman. Jeff Statlin just continues to work his magic on this offensive line. And this is, this is not the last offensive lineman you're going to hear about on this list. Herbig should be around for a long time. I really like what the kid does. And when he got hurt last year, the offensive line really suffered as a result. So I think he's a great, I think he's a really solid young player, provides some solid depth and um, he should really the, the drop off should really not be all that much. If he gets an occasional start at right guard in place of Brandon Brooks, number six on my list, Jalen Rager, 
22 years old. Look, one of two things is going to happen this year. Either Rager is going to prove last year's rookie season was a bad fluke, and he's going to blossom into a quality slot receiver with the arrival of DeFonte Smith, or he's going to again show lackluster route running, poor body language, and a surprising inability to separate from defenders down the field. That's really how this, that's, those are the two scenarios for Jalen Rager. He's got the tools to be a productive deep threat in the NFL, and maybe getting more snaps in the slot will help him. Maybe getting in a new offense, maybe Nick Sirianni will be able to unlock something with Jalen Rager. Nobody played well for the Eagles last year, and what we are finding out was clearly a dysfunctional clubhouse, or locker room, clubhouses for baseball, locker room. Maybe this new offense, maybe this new coaching staff, maybe a new position will help unlock his potential because it is in there. I mean, this is last year's first round pick. You need him to produce. You can't, you cannot have another season where Jalen Rager does not produce. But until he realizes that potential, you can't have him any higher than number six on this list when, when you talk about the guys that are in front of him right now. But Jalen Rager is such an important part of this offense. I mean, you've got Devonta, Devonta Smith as your number one, and, and you really are hoping that, um, th- that you've, got J- you've got something in Jalen Rager that these two first-round picks you've spent the last two years are going to come through for you. Because they really need to. This team really needs to have these guys come through for you. Number five on this list, Jack Driscoll, 24 years old. Driscoll really is everything you want in a young offensive lineman. He's a versatile guy. He's capable of playing tackle or guard. He doesn't make many mistakes, which is a rare feature in a rookie offensive lineman last year. He's now in his second year, and I think right now, truth be told, Driscoll was the Eagles' most valuable rookie last season. The best, He was their best draft pick last year, and he enters the season as Lane Johnson's backup at right tackle. I think the job's going to one day be his, but until Lane retires or another spot on the O-line opens up, Driscoll provides outstanding depth on the offensive line in 2021. So you just you feel good when Driscoll's in the game. And when he was hurt last year, the offensive line really dropped off. So Jack Driscoll was an outstanding pick again. Jeff Statland doing amazing work with these young offensive linemen. Uh, he's number five on my list of players under 25 on the Eagles. Number four, edge rusher Josh Sweat, 24 years old, the best young defensive lineman on this team, finished third on the Eagles last year in sacks with six behind Brandon Graham's eight and Fletcher Cox's six and a half. He's still just 24, and he's been improving each and every season. He's been a more productive player than former first-round pick Derek Barnett has been, who finished with five and a half sacks last year, and Sweat stays on the field. Barnett can't stay healthy. I don't know that there is a a pro bowler lying within Josh Sweat somewhere. I don't really believe that there is. But he's a solid rotational edge rusher. Finished third on on the Eagles last year in, again, what is outside of the offensive line? Probably their best positional group. Defensive line. They've got some good defensive linemen there. And he was the third. He had the third most sacks of anybody on the D line last year. So I think those sack numbers will maybe bump up a little bit here in 2021. And Josh Sweat is a guy who just keeps getting better year in and year out. Kind of excited in what we can see for him here in 2021. He's number four on my list. Now here's where it starts to get a little bit interesting. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if you guys have some of these guys in in a different order. I've got Jalen Hurts at number three on my list. 22 years old. You could make an argument for him at number two or number one based on how much you, you think he's going to evolve into a star quarterback. I ha- I almost put him at number one because as the, steam t- the team's starting quarterback, he's going to get a chance to shine. 
he has the advantage of playing behind a really good offensive line when they're healthy, and I think the potential is there for some of the skill position players to be productive. Getting Devontae Smith in here will help him tremendously, but... There is still so much we don't know about Hertz. And there are some people in this league, Chris Sims, I'm looking in your general direction, who don't think he can play at all. And there are some in the league and in the Eagles locker room who saw him play last year and will swear by him. And I think he has the intangibles in the, in the locker room that really draw people to him. So that he does have that going for him. He has he has uh, he, he, great playmaking ability with his legs. I think we saw some some good touch on deep passes with his arm last year. There are questions about his arm strength, but he's going to get the chance to sink or swim this year. But here's the here is the interesting thing about Jalen Hurts, and he's really been put in a difficult situation this 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 season. The Eagles have three potential first-round picks in their back pocket. They, they at least have two and possibly three. He's only going to have this season to prove himself. If, this, if he doesn't show something in 2021, he is more than likely gone because the Eagles are going to use that trade capital to either draft a quarterback early in the first round, maybe move up to number one or two to take their pick of whoever they want, or they're going to trade those picks for a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson. So unless Jalen Hurts lights the world on fire this year, unless he turns in, I think, a, unless he's anything other than awesome, I don't think Jalen Hurts is the starter after 2021. And that puts a lot of pressure on him. That puts a lot of pressure on this kid to perform and play well. Now, you, you, you can argue an NFL quarterback has to play well. They have to perform. But most quarterbacks get more than one full season to prove that they can do the thing. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to get more than one full season to prove that he can do the thing. I just don't. Because you've got all this trade capital. You'd be an idiot not to use it if you have any doubt in your mind as to whether or not Jalen Hurts is going to be your quarterback. So it's going to be a very fascinating season. And I, f I feel a little bit bad for Hertz. He's kind of behind the eight ball here. He doesn't want to be a backup quarterback. That is why Howie Roseman said he drafted him was to be this team's longstanding backup quarterback. But that's not what Jalen Hurts wants. He doesn't want to be this team's backup quarterback for forever. He wants to start in the NFL. Can he do it? I don't know. We'll see this year whether or not he has the tools to do it and whether or not he can pull it off. But for right now, Jalen Hurts, I have him at number three on my list of Eagles players under 25. Number two, Devonta Smith. I just couldn't put him at number one because he hasn't played a single snap in the NFL. But the 22-year-old just looks like the total package. I mean, maybe and maybe it's a little high to put a player who's never played a single snap in the NFL. You, you might be someone who doesn't think you should put a guy this high. But I think he's going to be a dynamic player. I think he's got a chance to be Offensive Rookie of the Year, as does, as does everyone else in the NFL. Unless, unless one of the first-round quarterbacks breaks out in a big way in 21, you're probably looking at the leading candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Everything the kid does, everything we've seen so far, just makes you think he's legit. His route running is fluid and explosive. His body control is ridiculous. His hands are amazing. Everything he does is done well. He has the pedigree from college. There's no need to go into a whole lot of stuff about Devonta Smith. He, but I mean, it would be, it's interesting. You know, I'm sure there are people out there that would have him maybe in the outside the top five because he's never played before. There's probably lots of people who have him at number one. Fascinating guy. And we'll see how he does here this season. But for me, the number one guy, and this is a guy who last year did not have a great season, is Miles Sanders. Running back, number 24 years old. <sighs> He's an incredibly talented running back. 
game-changing player who two years ago showed explosiveness both as a runner and a pass catcher out of the backfield, which were some of the same traits we saw at Penn State too. But last year he dealt with some injuries early in the season, and when he came back, he was pretty good as a running back, but was a non-factor in the passing game. And just the dynamicism of Miles Sanders wasn't there. Now, some of that may have been due to Carson Wentz's struggles, but for a guy who some thought could have been a 2,000-yard guy last year, 2,000 yards of total offense, his season was pretty disappointing. And that being said, despite Maurice Jones-Drew saying he's not a top 25 running back in the league, I do think he is a top 25 running back in the league. I do think he's a Pro Bowl caliber running back. And right now, before we've played any games in the season, I think he is the Eagles' best player under 25. I think Devonta Smith will pass him pretty quickly once the season begins, but I got to see it first. And I do think there is a ton of talent in Miles Sanders. I think he's a dual threat. I think he's going to improve more in the passing game. I think Jalen Hurts is going to look for him more in the passing game. It could cut into some of the the the, uh, the advances that Kenneth Gainwell might potentially have, but you're going to see a lot of 13 personnel with this team with Miles Sanders in the backfield. He's going to get a chance to really do some damage both as a runner and a, and a receiver. And I think he is probably the most the most, I would say the most talented player under 25, again, with the possible exception of Devonta Smith. And we'll see about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts may may blossom into a Donovan McNabb-like superstar this year. And uh, if he does that, if all these guys do that, then this Eagles offense could be, pre- could be pretty interesting. But um, that is your look at the, at the top 25, at the top 10 players under 25 for me, almost all of them offensive players. In fact, I have only two players from the defense on this list. And that is a that is an indictment of how this team has been drafting lately. They have not been able to invest in draft picks on the defensive side of the ball because they have been screwing up so many offensive picks because they've been screwing up uh, the wide receivers because they've been screwing up uh, some of the uh, the the, 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 the uh, Andre Dillard. And we'll see if Andre Dillard can actually overtake Jordan Mailata to win that left tackle job. But they, they haven't been able to invest. And, and when they have invested in the defense, they've done it foolishly. You know, uh, the Davion Taylor pick was just a ridiculous pick. I don't have him in my, my list of top 10 players under 25 because he's still a massive work in, in progress. You know, the Eagles really need a young cornerback on this list, and they don't have one. They really need another young defensive lineman on this list, and they don't have that. They could really use... I mean, hope I'm I am very hopeful Sean Bradley blossoms and gets an opportunity to actually play this year. But you know, it's we will wait and see with Jonathan Gannon and how he he uses his different pieces and whether or not um, he sees something in in Sean Bradley that uh, that some of other some some others of us do as well. But not enough defensive players in this list of top. 10 players under 25 years old, and uh, that is something. Now maybe in the next draft, the Eagles can focus on going out and getting that cornerback after they figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback spot. Uh, go out and get uh, some some help on the defensive side of the football and get some young talent in here um, and get to, 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 to beef up the roster, get some more good players in here under 25 years old. Because I will tell you, this is not a wholly impressive list of players under 25. This is not a wholly impressive list, and this is one of the reasons why I think this team is going to struggle, why this is a rebuilding year, because you need to get more players like this into your locker room and, and in the fold. And um, 
you know, maybe get lucky with a couple of undrafted free agents along the way too. So that is your look at the top 10 players under 25 years old. And folks, that's going to do it for this edition of Eye on the Enemy. We'll be back with some guests coming up here in the next few weeks. I've got a good guest list lined up here. So uh, we'll talk to some good folks over the next few weeks to get you set up for training camp and uh, continue to take a look at what's going on around the NFL. Folks, don't forget to check out all of the great podcasts we have for you here on the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcast to, to download us rate and review us and also don't forget to check out bleedinggreennation.com each and every day i've got a, a a longer write-up on my top 10 players under 25 you can check that out on the site as well coming up here in the next couple days as well thanks everybody for tuning in i'll talk to you all next time here on eye on the enemy B G N.